Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. to encourage us all this morning before we read the Bible that no matter what you've done in your past, all of it is subject to forgiveness and that eternally. Say amen. It doesn't matter if it's murder, divorce, some of the worst sins known to the human race. It doesn't matter. Everybody say it doesn't matter. Why? The blood of the Lamb is more powerful. Not only has God provided a way to be forgiven, but you're already forgiven. And you've got to understand this. That that forgiveness doesn't kick in until you really make Jesus Lord of your life. But it's available. To sinners that's never been saved, it's available. Eternal life is available. And to the Christians that get tripped up and backslid or get into sin and, and can't get out for some reason, struggling, forgiveness is still available. No difference. Praise God. But there is one sin that God will not forgive. <clears throat> Only one. And that person would had to have known the Lord, had been saved. Are would have been a professing one that said they were saved. Like the Pharisees, you know, Jesus, you cast out demons because you're by the spirit of Beelzebub. See, they, they attributed the work of the Holy Spirit to the devil. Those two types of people are the only two types of people that can commit the unpardonable sin. You're here today. Therefore, you haven't committed that sin. Say amen. amen. Therefore, all manner of sin is forgivable to you. But you must get hooked up in covenant with God. Now the verse says, All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. Everybody say, All manner. Come on, all manner. See, the church is wrong. We think, well, okay, they've sinned, they've sinned 500 times with the same sin, and now I'm giving up. Wait a minute. God doesn't give up. Turn into a Jonah, and you know, you, when, the, when the, you get to where you're going, God's going to be there waiting on you. You cannot escape the love of God. God. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Whosoever speaks against the Son of Man shall be forgiven. Whosoever speaks against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world nor the world to come. Now, we're not Catholic. We don't believe that after you die, you can, your sins can be forgiven. No, we're not talking about that. Jesus is just making a statement here that, you know, no matter what happens, the blasphemy against the Spirit cannot be forgiven anytime. Now, the way a person knows they've blasphemed the Holy Spirit, they'll never, ever step inside a church door again. 
They'll never have a desire to get right with God. They'll never think, maybe I need God. They'll never think that way. They're reprobate mind. They're lost. They can't be saved. There's no hope for them. But cheer up, everybody. There's hope for every one of you. Whether you're not saved yet, or are you saved and you're wrestling with sin, it doesn't matter. You've got to understand the grace of God. It doesn't matter. All manner of sin is forgivable. Except blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. The only one. And to repeat, none of you had committed that sin. Or you'd be dead. Hello. Therefore, there's hope for every soul that's under the sound of this frail voice today. There's hope for you. There's hope for me. And that is security in Christ. Then we go to Luke chapter 9 and verse 54. And I'm not preaching on the blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. I want to delve into something else here if I can quickly. Luke 9, 54. When the disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire down from heaven and consume them? Even as Elijah did. So there was a little deal going on there. And the sons of thunder said, let us call fire down from heaven and kill them. Now Jesus didn't say they couldn't do it. Hello. But what he said, the next verse. He turned and rebuked them and said, you know not what manner of spirit you are of. What manner of spirit you are of. You don't understand. That's in the church today. We don't know what manner of spirit we're of. Now there's one thing to be ignorant, but another thing to be willfully ignorant, see. Who much is given, much is required. Then Jesus said, The Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Amen. The way I see it, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost, no matter what you've done or haven't done. Well, praise God. So the call is to whomsoever will. In John chapter 7 and verse 37 today, praise the Lord. That great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, and he said, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Amen. In other words, if any man wants spiritual nourishment, if any man wants to be born again, if any man wants to be filled with the Spirit, talking about believers now, if any man's lost need to be saved, no matter what the sin is, no matter what the problem is, let them come to me. Praise God. No place else to go but to him alone. That's because he's the Savior. And I tell you this much, church, he never turns one away. Never has turned the one away and never will. The requirement is you must come to him in faith plus nothing else. What do you mean? Simply trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him now. Yes, I trusted him years ago. Do you trust him today? Some of you are slipping and sliding and, you know, and you're letting Satan beat up on you. Well, all manner of sins forgivable. Amen. Amen. I don't throw stones at anybody. By the grace of God, 
If it wasn't for the grace of God, I'd be the drunk in the ditch. I'd be the one out there fighting the Holy Spirit. I'd be the one bad mouth in the church. If it wasn't for the grace of God, that'd be me. So don't get so holy. Amen. But God has had grace upon us. So Jesus just says, come and drink. You can't pay for it. Don't deserve it. Can't work your way into the blessings of it. Just simply come to him. So simple. And then in Proverbs 25, 25, the Old Testament, as cold water is to a thirsty soul. How many has ever been really thirsty and got a good cold drink of ice water? I'll tell you what. It's good, isn't it? So the prophet likened of this water to a thirsty soul, so is news, good news from a far country. I tell you, there is some good news from a far country today. That place is called heaven. And God stands at the door and waits. Come to me. Glory to God. He patiently waits. Personally, we think that the Lord already knows he's going to be saved. He already knows. He told Jeremiah, before you conceived your mother's womb, I knew you. Here's the thing about the love of God and the grace of God. Even before salvation, he knew all the bad stuff we were going to do. Everything. He already knew. What's more astounding is he knew what we were going to do wrong after conversion. After salvation, he knew we were going to mess up then too. But he still saved you. Now, God didn't waste his time. If God saved you, then he's able to keep you saved. Now unto him that's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Christ alone is able to keep us from falling, everybody. He's the one guiding the ship. He's the one in charge of our life. I'm talking about complete and total surrender to his lordship. It must be so. Why not? What has God ever done been so bad to you? No, the devil is the one that says, oh, God's not fair and, you know. And, and no, the devil is a liar. Right. He twists and perverts the truth to make God out to be some God's going to kill you. If God wanted you dead, sir, you'd be dead already. Right. <laughs> Jesus didn't come to kill us. He came to lay his life down on the cross so that God would not have to punish us. If you're saved and born again in the covenant of God, your name's in the book. God is for you. He's not against you. And if he's for you, who in the world can be against you? I say nobody. No devil, no demon, no fallen angel, no people, no politician. Nobody can be against you and stand in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You see... The challenge is we've got to figure out who we are in Christ. If we knew that, we wouldn't be doing the things we're doing. Or not doing. Amen. You see, we can be wrong in doing something and wrong in not doing something. No matter how you look at it, we're doomed unless the cross is intervened for us. We'll never be perfect. Quit trying to be. It's okay to be human. Everybody makes mistakes. So what? 
Who can lay anything against God's elect? Quit condemning yourself. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation of those that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Is that you? Well, well, I, I... No, you're not the subject Jesus is. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. I'll tell you right now, a new creature. Amen. Born from another world. I said we're born from above. Is your name in the book today? Well, I'm not sure. Then you need to be sure. We give a call for salvation in Africa, and I don't know how many raised their hands. How many ever getting saved? How many rededicating? How many coming back? I don't know. I couldn't count them all. And I said it's better to be safe than sorry. Because you may not have another chance to really make things right with the Lord. In Acts chapter 16 and verse 30, here's the problem with humanity. We want to do something to save ourselves. Amen. We want to punish ourselves for how bad we've been. Listen, we don't believe that penance is a Christian doctrine. Some of you, you punish yourself. I understand that a little bit coming from a family that, you know, has, has suffered some depression and things. And you, you get down on yourself, you're punishing yourself, and, uh, you know, but that isn't scriptural. But no matter where we are in life's journey, people want to know, what must I do to be saved? And that's where the baptism doctrine gets off money, as we'll be on that in DVD form in the first year, and also about cults. Those two things we must address for the Africans, because that's the two big problems that I see. But in Acts 16.30, brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Men want to be saved by doing something. See? But the truth is, you can't do anything to save yourself. Are you getting that? How many is getting that? If you could do something to save yourself, then, then why do you need Jesus? If you could do something to save yourself, then why did Jesus have to go to the cross? The truth is, there's nothing that a man can do to save his soul. You can't join the church to be saved. You can't get water baptized to be saved. You can't confess yourself into salvation. You can't use willpower to be good enough to please God. You can't keep the Sabbath day for righteousness. On and on and on we can go. It's all out the window. We're saved by faith through grace and that not of yourself. The only way to be saved and the only way to stay saved. Don't start tacking on some work now after you're converted. Now you're holy. No, you're holy by the blood of the Lamb and that alone. We remain holy by the blood of the Lamb and that alone. Don't you tack nothing onto it. Lest you fall from grace. 
Because religion loves to make a lot of things. Well, you can't shoot pool. No, I can do whatever I want. If I want to wear knee knockers, bless the Lord, I'll wear them. <laughs> knee knockers. What's knee knockers? My dad hated those Bermuda shorts. That's what he called them. Four! You know, Barry and I can play golf. He wore those Bermuda shorts, and I laughed. He's out there, four, and I'm back there. <laughs> Look at that idiot. Not really. But, I mean, my dad would not wear shorts anywhere. Period. Doesn't make him holy? No. Now, I'm not saying you run around with a, with a shovel and a pail. But you see, we want to make a lot of things, see? And I'm saying, again, if we make a lot out of anything and trying to justify ourselves to be sanctified or holy, you're in danger of falling from grace. Because it's an insult to the finished work of Christ. God will not accept it. The truth is the only thing going to keep us free. Amen. But you see, we want to come up with a formula. Ten steps to nowhere. Huh? That's the reason I don't believe in Alcoholics Anonymous. I think that's some good stuff, but then they always relapse and go back into it. No. That's like saying you're a born-again Christian, now you relapse and went back into sinning again. No, the soul that sins should die. I'm not saying we're sinless, but I'm saying you can't live a lifestyle of sinning 24-7 and expect to get to heaven. Not possible. Furthermore, a child of God hates sin, doesn't want to sin. Doesn't enjoy it. Convicted the Holy Spirit. No. I don't like the way I am. You see, the Holy Spirit is the one actually that brings us to a place where we don't like the way we are, even after we're saved. I don't like it. I don't like being like me. Oh, we can see other people's faults and other people's, you know, shortcomings, but we can't see our own until God shows us. And then we say, oh, wretched man that I am, who should deliver me from the body of this or death? But you thank the Lord Jesus that there's a way. So you see, we need to cultivate our faith in Christ Jesus. And be aware of the bondages that can come by what we do and what we do not do. Bondages can come by what we say and do not say. Now, some of you are so hung up on confession that you're afraid to say anything. That's a wrong spirit. You don't know what spirit you're of. There's a time to speak. There's a time not to speak. The only way we know is what the Word of God says. That's it. You can't confess your way into salvation. You can't confess your way, your problems away. You've got to deal with your problems. Where have you picked up on this fantasy Christianity? It isn't real. Well, we'll call things that are not. You cannot do that. You're not God. I don't want to hear that anymore here. God is the only one that calls things as not as though they were. Amen. Not us. Amen. Don't you pray that way. Because you can't change a thing by your words. All you can do is get out of the anointing and agree with what God said. But you can't create anything but a mess. That's all you got to do is mess your life up. 
and then get into bondage by a confession that's not real. Wake up. It's time for me to go back to Africa. I'm fixing to baptize some of you right now. Praise God. Now I'm sick of the American way. You get on the TV, what are they preaching? Oh, prosperity, this and that, new airplanes, nonsense. Go over there and tell them people that. I've had it. Amen. It's religion. Religion is more mean than a nightclub. Religion sends more people to hell than the nightclub. At least the guys in the nightclub, when I used to go years ago, would cry in the beer and talk about God. I'm telling you, the drunker they got, the more they wanted God. We're worse than that. People don't want God in this country. They go to church. They want a little sermonette. Get out at 12 o'clock. Bless the Lord. We'll see you next Sunday. You are a religious hypocrite. You're a Christian on a Sunday morning for an hour and live like hell the rest of the week. You're not going to make it. I say you're not going to make it. You can say I'm judging if you want to. You show me where you will make it. In a word. Christ is Lord of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 24-7. Glory to God. Sabbath keepers get on the webpage and just upset me. So I just block them. I don't have time for it anymore. There's no word of the Lord coming to them. Out! They can't keep the Sabbath day, therefore they've cursed themselves. The penalty is death in the lake of fire. Jesus never reinstated the Sabbath day in the new covenant. Amen. I refuse to come under the Sabbath law. We are not under law, but grace. The law of Moses was nailed to the cross because the law of Moses was what condemned us to hell. That's why Jesus had to come to fulfill all of it for us that we could not fulfill it ourselves. That's the reason he's the only way of salvation. God manifest in the flesh. The only way. But I tell you this morning, folks, he stands with arms open. No matter what you've done. No matter. Doesn't matter. He paid the price for everybody. Without exception. For all time and eternity. But it's up to them to bow the knee and make him Savior and Lord of their life. Or they're not going to make it. This is the burden of the preacher to preach. Thus saith the Lord. Am I a watchman today? Am I barking on the wall? Okay. It's time to quit playing around with eternity. Hell's a long time. But so is heaven. What's the difference? The cross. There's only a way to get in the pearly gates. You must come through Calvary. And if you don't, you are not going to make it. Not possible. There's no other way of salvation, Oprah Winfrey. No other way. Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man come to the Father but by me. When I gave my heart to the Lord 40 years ago, you people get out of my way. Amen. Doesn't matter how holy you think you are looking down your nose through your spectacles. Doesn't matter. Sister Sal, get out of the way. 
Brother Mooney, get your buns out of the road. Amen. I'm going to Christ because it's the most important thing in this life. Eternal life is oh so great. Here's the thing. It's free. It's just almost too good to be true. It's free. God has provision for this one, that one, this one, that one. And he knows if you're going to give in or not. He knows if you're going to give in. He knows if you're going to commit all the way. That's what God requires. Total commitment. Total commitment to what? Him. Him. He is our first love. You say, but preacher, I've messed my life up. <laughs> Join the human race, everybody. But our family's dysfunctional. Yeah. Whole human race is dysfunctional. If it wasn't for the church, the whole thing would be blowed up in a moment of time. But there is a way. Hallelujah. I might as well say it. We are made whole not by what we say and willpower. Oh, I believe I, I believe in God. Huh? Well, was that Savior? No. Well, I believe Jesus is the Savior. Does that save you? No. So if confession could save you, everybody in, in McDonald County would be the Savior that I know about because they all say they believe in Christ. But they're not born again. What's the missing link? Well, people's heart has to change. You see, God's the one that gives us a new heart. Amen. We can repent and squall and ball and we can, you know, confess and we can say I'm sorry and, and, and you know, and, and do penance and starve ourselves and we can, you know, do everything. We can join a church, give a lot of money, and we can, we can do this and that, but it won't save you because God's the one that decides who's going to get a new heart and who's not. You don't decide. You don't come to Christ whenever you think you can. Now you're presumptuous sin. Today is the day of salvation, and now is the accepted time. That's what the Word of God says. We may not be here tomorrow, everybody, and it's time to get your head out of the dark place. Because I'm going to answer to God for your soul. You come to this church regular, I'm telling you, I've got to give an account. And I'm just telling all God's children right now, Oh, I need to change the name of this church. All my children, Incorporated. <laughs> da, 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 da. Get the same face. Da, da, da. All my children. Oh, them soap operas, dear God. Oh, you've watched them, have you? <laughs> Don't lie. I got to quit. We'll pick up tonight, maybe. But you know, this one preacher I knew years ago, his grandmother watched all my children. No, it was, it was uh, J.R. Remember J.R. on uh, Dallas? Yes, how could I forget that? I know J.R. got shot. And Grandma, would you pray for J.R.? No, she was serious. Yeah, in church. Pray for Gr. Got shot. I mean, she was so into that that it was her life. 
Of course, it upset the preacher. And he, he had this handkerchief, he, he, nervous habit. He'd throw it around, sling it around, you know, and wipe his face and, and just struggle and trying to get it through. And he threw that thing down. He said, I hope Jared dies, bless God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a preacher can only take so much, man. And then we go berserk for a while and we've got to get prayed through. But God loves us. <laughs> he loves us. No matter what we do or don't do, no matter what we say or don't say, no matter how good or how bad, He still loves us unconditionally. But I want to be right with Him, don't you? I want to stay right with Him. Let's stand to our feet. How? There must be a commitment. There must be a commitment. Can I have an amen? amen? You know it's true. You know the gospel is true. Everybody here, you know the gospel is true. How many is committed to the Lord? Yes. How do I do that? Uh, surrender, prayer, and things of that sort. Now let me ask you a question. Do you need to commit your life to Christ? It isn't about this church. It isn't about pleasing me. Nah. I'm just a messenger boy. But I can promise you the word of God tells us, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you in front of the Father, before the Father. I don't want to have Jesus ashamed of me. He's interceding right now in heaven for those. Holy Spirit's here, confirming the word that is true. So all you really have to do is give your life to Christ. But I've made a mess. Uh, That can all pass away in a moment of time because of the cross. That's where Jesus actually paid for our messes. Paid in full. When the Son sets free, it's free indeed. How do I get set free? You receive the one by faith that has the power to set you free and make you free. No man can do it. Only Christ Jesus. If you need to give your heart to Christ, do it today. He promises a new start. You know, sometimes we need a new start. But for those that are lost or backslid, I want you to give your life to Christ today and start over. How can I do that? All manner of sins forgivable. How much do I forgive? Jesus said 70 times 7 in one day. Nobody can sin against me that many times in one day. Nobody can sin against You can't sin that much in one day. 490 times? Can't be done. He said, well, just forgive them. Praise God. But I've done wrong. You think God doesn't know that? Dear Lord, man, wake up. God knows all there is to know. But he still loves you. You see... 
God loves his obedient children. But he also loves his disobedient children. (laughs) How is it possible? God is pure love. Pure love. We hope you enjoyed today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zionward Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zionward Ministries International.